Hi, I'm Sydney. And I'm Rachel. And you're listening to The Normal People Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode eight of the Normal People Podcast, my favorite episode. I do admit this was a really good episode, just the aesthetic and everything that happened in it. It's a really good one. So stay tuned, guys. This is going to be a great episode. Yeah, I'm literally obsessed with the aesthetic of this episode and just the Italy vibes are everything. Oh. I know it made me it made me really sad because I was actually supposed to go to Italy this year as like my first like trip like on a plane and everything and COVID actually canceled it so <laughs> I was like sad the whole time I was like oh I should be there but it was a great scenery yeah it made me really mourn my gap year because I spent I think it was like two and a half weeks in Italy um on my gap year. And then I also spent some time in like France too. So it just gave me like that countryside, European vibes. Yeah, I was a little sad. I love this episode so much. We're going to just jump right in. Rachel, do you want to take it away? I would love to. So we begin this episode with Connell staring deep in thought at a painting in a clearly foreign city and his shoes are are all worn and dirty. And I myself was really confused. (laughs) I obviously was not paying attention because I was like, Connell, your shoes are so dirty. Like you just got this scholarship, go buy some new shoes, you can afford them. And then I realized they've been backpacking through Europe. So I felt really stupid after. But yeah, so Connell and his um, friend Niall have been backpacking all summer and they they have just arrived at Marianne Italian Villa, which is so beautiful. I wish I could be there. And Connell's kind of walking through and he's clearly looking for Marianne as they're going through the house. And we finally see, it feels like it's a very short scene, but it feels like it goes on forever as we're trying to see like, where is Marianne? And then she's found hanging laundry and it's such a beautiful scene. Like I know, did you have something to say about that? Yeah, I just thought, well, like, first of all, she looks so ethereal and just almost, like, princess-like, definitely, Mm -hmm. like, galloping in a field kind of vibe. And, (laughs) um, but when they, like, locked eyes and they kind of, like, nodded at each other and said hi, I felt like it was kind of, like, this almost, like, homecoming. Like, they, they have this, like, connection of, like, finding comfort and peace within each other and it was almost like even though they're in a foreign city it was almost like a homecoming reuniting kind of thing and then Mm -hmm. also just going back to your shoe comment as well as someone who's backpacked I totally know what it's like I literally had a pair of white tennis shoes as well when I went backpacking and um they get so gross and it was kind of funny because you go into these beautiful places like art galleries and churches and different things and your shoes are just shit. Like they're so gross at that point. And honestly, like sometimes you like your clothes aren't very nice or you have like your backpack or you smell kind of funny. And like the way you look just like does not click with these like beautiful European places. So definitely relate to Connell there. 
So Connell was smelly when he arrived at Marianne's because like from all the travel and um, Marianne made a comment about like them having the opportunity to shower. So he, he showered guys. He looks so good in the shower. Not even going to lie. He's beautiful. Like the water dripping on his body. I was like, and he still had the chain on too. And I was like, solid, solid scene. (laughs) Quick scene, but a solid scene. Um, yeah, so then he comes out, and he, they talk about the internet, because he's like, I need to call Helen, and I was like, what the heck, why are you still with her? Mm -hmm. For some reason, I don't know if it was the change of scenery, but I was really hoping that his little fling with Helen, and her little relationship with Jamie would both be over, and, like, Italy would be somewhere where they can, like, get back together, and it'd be so nice, but then he calls Helen, and it's just, oh, I was so annoyed by that. Um, but then speaking of Helen, once he does get on the call with her, she sounds very jealous of Marianne and kind of frames, um, like, innocent sentences almost like an insult. And it's almost like she's scoffing her about just being herself. Yeah, she's like, does she own a mansion in every country? And she's like, classic Marianne. Of course, she's serving figs in her Italian mansion. Like, obviously, she's jealous. Like, and I've definitely said things about people like that that have more than me, too. And it's because I'm, like, I frame it as, like, kind of like, oh, blah, 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 they're privileged. But, like, of course, I'm jealous. Like, if I could have that, I'd want that, too. Exactly. And I feel like also Connell's continual friendship with Marion is just like an overall annoyance for Helen because it would be for me as well I can't blame her yeah so unfortunately as you said earlier Marion is still with Jamie gag me and you can definitely tell there's like a lot of awkward tension between Jamie and Connell and yeah I think a lot of it has to do with there's clearly still a very strong connection between um, Marion and Connell So it's understandable that their partners get kind of jealous because honestly, I would be too if I was on, even though I don't like Jamie, like in some ways I think his jealousy is definitely justified. But um, just like moving forward, going back, like every single episode literally that I've talked about Jamie, I think I've literally said that we can tell that Marion doesn't actually think like very much of him and we can see that once again in the quote where she makes fun of her boyfriend saying pretty much like talking about like his height, her and Connell are going to go biking into town. And she's like, you can borrow Jamie's bike, but she's like, I'll raise the saddle a bit. And then she like pauses and she like laughs and says a lot. And it's just funny because like, if you care about your boyfriend, I don't think he'd like you'd subject him or like, even if you like, like, if you respect your boyfriend, I don't think you'd subject him to that kind of, like, mockery, you know? Like, you wouldn't mm-hmm. put the opportunity for mockery out there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so then, so then, um, Connell and Marianne go on a bike ride into town. And, guys, this bike ride, 
the aesthetic, the vibes of this bike ride. So, so, so nice. Definitely reminded me of like, call me by your name, like Italian countryside, like super youthful and happy. They're like flinging their legs. It just feels so free. And there's like a beautiful song playing in the background too, which just adds to the vibes. It's called Dandelion by Jealous of the Birds. Beautiful song. And this is definitely also my favorite outfit, I think, out of all of Marianne's outfit. I love the black dress so much. It just, like, makes her look so classy. And once again, like, definitely, like, Italian kind of countryside vibes. As I said earlier at the intro of this podcast, uh, this scene definitely made me super nostalgic for Italy. And, yeah, Mm -hmm. (laughs) definitely, definitely missed that place. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wish I could go. I'll s- one day I'll know what like it's it's everything. It's magical. Um, like literally, I felt like I was in like a movie. It just didn't feel real for a week and a half straight. I said to my friend over and over and over again, "I'm like this doesn't feel real. This doesn't feel real." I think I probably got really annoying and turned into like a broken record because it literally did not feel real. It's literally like the movie come like all the Italy movies come to life and you literally just feel like you've been plucked out of Canada and dropped into a movie set it's crazy so um going to their kind of their first like real conversation um in this episode because I feel like all the episodes are really marked by these moments of kind of communication and as we know there's like not very many but they kind of shape each episode and as the episodes have been going on and they've been getting more and more mature, they come up more frequently and they go in more depth and they become more important. And I would say like in this episode, I think there's like two really important kind of conversations. And this is the first one. And this one's about like class and wealth and kind of their futures. And this is the first time that they've really touched on this subject, which is really interesting because it's a very important kind of theme in both their lives because obviously Marianne comes from a lot of wealth and she comes from a very like comfortable background where she's never really had to think about money or having like a roof over her head or accessing education or anything because it's just like there. Like she doesn't have to second guess anything. Whereas Connell, it's always a thought because it's just not there. It's not, he doesn't have an opportunity. He doesn't come from a family that's had those opportunities his mother cleans houses from his mother cleans Marianne's house so they just come from like very very different socioeconomic backgrounds mm-hmm. and this is the first time it's come up as I said between them and it starts with a conversation about the skulls um and Connell's talking about how they really like this award has really changed his life. And he says, I feel like everything has changed since Skulls. All this, it's real. You know, foreign cities are real. Famous artworks, remnants of the Berlin Wall, eating ice cream in little Italian piazzas with you. And they just like share a cute smile kind of thing. And then he goes, it's money though, isn't it? The substance that makes the world real. It's so corrupt and sexy. And once again, they have a cute little laugh. And he says, I feel like the scholarship has made literally everything seem possible. And yeah, I was saying like, 
all these opportunities he never had access to, never even had the opportunity to think about because it just didn't seem like within reach kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And for the first time, he's like allowing himself to think about the future kind of thing. And Marianne says, I'm happy for you. And Connell says, I'm happy for you too. And she shakes her head and says, yeah, but you deserve it more. And Connell says, why? Because of the financial stuff. And Marianne says, well, yeah, obviously. I actually meant that you're a better student. I don't really think about it that much, the financial side. And then Connell kind of, Connell literally kind of like winces. Like you can see him go like, ooh. And I think like he kind of, realizes that yeah like she doesn't fully totally understand you know and she goes sorry that was an ignorant thing to say maybe I should think about it more I'm conscious of the fact that we got to know each other because your mother works for my family I also don't think that my mother is a very good employer don't think that she pays Lorraine very well and the whole time Connell's kind of like looking straight ahead and I think it's because, I mean, yeah, it's definitely like an awkward situation to talk about. Like in society, we're always told that we're not supposed to discuss money and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, especially if someone has more money than someone, like it's definitely not something you're supposed to talk about. And, but then Connell looks at her and she, he says, she pays her fuck all. And Marianne said, why hasn't this come up before? No, honestly, I think it's totally fair if you resent me. And Connell says, I don't resent you. Why would I? I just don't think I'm processing the change that well. And I think that's a theme that we'll see come up later of just like the continuation of maybe Connell feeling kind of guilty for having access to this new life. And then also just like being stuck between two worlds of this new world of opportunity in school, but also his world of like coming from like a small town and his small town friends. So it's definitely like a transition and a scary transition. And he's transitioning to quote unquote, like real life, life of opportunity. Um, and then, Oh, sorry. No, no, go, 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 go. No, no, I was going to change the topic. So you go. Um, I think also, as much as I didn't want them to be broken up, I think them being separated is actually good for their communication right now because this issue has never come up before. And yeah, people don't talk about money, but obviously it's kind of a tense subject between the two because it's so, they're from two different, completely, completely different worlds. And I think Connell being raised to that bar has kind of put a little bit more confidence in him to talk about money because now he has it. And I think Connell getting the scholarship and having money for once has, like I said, boosted his confidence a little, but also has made him see potential in himself for once and has kind of opened his world. And I think he can finally make decisions because he hasn't been making decisions really. And now I think he'll be able to because he has the money to help him do it. And I think it, again, it's just kind of a little bit of a confidence booster for him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think also then too, like making, having now the opportunity to make decisions is also scary. Cause mm-hmm. like, what if you like fuck up and make the wrong decision? Like decisions are a privilege, but also definitely like terrifying at the same time too. Um, okay. So then, um, 
Connell and Marianne uh, are leaving the town, going back to the villa, and they're talking about um, his writing. And Marianne says that she loves the emails he's been sending her. And she says, you write very beautifully. And Connell says, it's really nice to hear that. Uh, It's really nice to hear you say that, Marianne. And um, it's really interesting because in the book, we really get to see, like, that's just so briefly mentioned, the emails. But in the book, like, he kind of goes in depth into it. And you really see, like, how much he cares for her because he spends hours crafting these emails for her like he puts everything he has into these emails and he gets so much joy writing these emails for her and it's just so sweet because he talks about like the connection to like the three women in his life so he calls his mom occasionally and just like checks up while he's traveling and he calls his mom and he's like yeah like we've done this we've done that and then he usually like facetimes Helen when he has the opportunity and yeah like they talk and blah 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 and he like he said like it's nice having Helen there like she's like st- the first bit of like stability he's ever really had but the way he talks about like the emails for Marianne it just sounds so like passionate and like just mm-hmm. like you can tell he cares so much and yeah I just think Emails are just, like, a really important part of the book. Mm-hmm. I think it's odd, too. Like, he's so passionate. Well, like you're saying, it's he's so passionate. And these emails, he's sending Marianne, and they're almost, like, little, I think, the way you're describing, almost little love letters to her. Like, secret love letters, almost. Because um, maybe it's still- not... It's like, it's maybe not about like love, but it's like, it's like when you know someone so well and you're showing that you know someone so well, that's like still love kind of thing, not to get deep. (laughs) Um, But he's still not letting her read any of his like stories or anything. I don't know when, maybe that'll be like a character transition later in the show, but he doesn't let anyone read his actual writing that he's producing. I think that's also, like, a facet of, like, his insecurity and just feeling that he'll be, like, highly judged. So before, when they were on their way into the town, they, it was very carefree, giggly ride. They were having fun. It was almost like they were back together, I felt like. And then on the way back when they were biking home on that path to the villa, it was a complete transition. They were, it was, like, night and day almost. They... They weren't talking. They weren't looking at each other. They were very stern and everything seemed so tense and off after that deep conversation they had. And it made me go back to the question that I had last episode. Why are they still friends? There's always like something they can't agree on or be compatible with if they aren't together. And even when they are together, there's always something that's drawing them apart. And I felt it was such a huge um, difference when they were coming back. It was it was so odd. And like, even the clouds were darker. It was just a, like a huge difference. And I thought that was important to note and good on the show too, to show that what the conversation did to both of them. I would definitely say it was definitely like normal people vibes, definitely kind of somber. Um, I think the bike ride in definitely wasn't normal people vibes. And it was so like, Oh my God, so happy. Um, yeah. Whereas, yeah, definitely the ride back, they were definitely in their thoughts. You could tell, like, Marianne was definitely, like, working over their conversation in her head, I think. Um, Because, obviously, yeah, it was a pretty important one. And, uh, 
I mean, she probably felt like a little bit ignorant too for like not really thinking about that stuff ever. So moving along, Marianne and Connell return from their bike ride and we see Jamie standing at the entrance of the property and he looks so butthurt. Um, Obviously, like Connell's been using his bike and stuff and I think he can just see that like the connection between them is like really strong and like Connell's never going to be like disappearing and he literally looks so sad and like he's been cheated on and like that's like how sad he looks like he literally looks like Marianne's like been unfaithful to him and I think I don't feel bad for him because he's Jamie but he just looks so sad and so pathetic (laughs) well Jamie is very pathetic in general yeah no kidding and okay so here's here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing leading into this next scene this is my disclaimer. I don't side with Jamie. But I understand where he's coming from. Because obviously, as I said, he's very butthurt that Marianne has brought her ex-boyfriend, who she clearly, clearly, clearly still loves, and who she respects more than Jamie. So Jamie mm-hmm. has to see this all. And has to, like, act chill with it. And honestly, to this moment, he has, he has been, like, decently chill with it. Um, once again, Jamie, asshole. Huge, 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 huge asshole. And there is no excuse for his behavior. No excuse. However, I understand to a degree where his behavior comes from in this next scene. Do you know what I mean? Once again... Hey, Jamie, but do you see where I'm coming from? I, I understand his annoyance. And I understand why he would be upset. And I get the little comments he makes towards Connell, like which we'll discuss in a few seconds. However, I do not, um, ex- like excuse at all any of it, but I do not agree with at all his behavior towards Marianne this is acting childish in my opinion and if he has a problem which he clearly does he should discuss it with Marianne before or after not while he's getting drunk and not in front of everyone there's a time and a place to express yourself and communicate which this show shows us that no one can do and um he shouldn't have done it in front of everyone publicly like that one hundred percent. It was not the way to do it. Definitely. Okay. On yeah. that note, may I say champagne glasses? Uh, <laughs> and we'll get right into that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's roll right into it. Oh, okay. This really proves Jamie's a literal psychopath. Who cares about the freaking champagne glasses? So they're eating dinner, and Marianne brings out champagne, which she gives to Niall to open. Um not Jamie or Connell. And maybe that kind of was like a diffusing thing. I'm not going to pick between the two guys. Niall, here you go. You open it kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, that's true. And then, oh, oh my gosh, that's that might be Oh my it. God, yeah, right, you're so right. Her, because then when she said, she said Jamie, Connell. she hands the bottle. I mean, <laughs> she hands the bottle to Connell. <laughs> Good <laughs> imprint. Sick, sick. Yeah. 
sick. Awesome. Sick. Um, yeah, so she hands the champagne bottle to Niall, which was kind of, I think, a diffuser of the situation. I'm not going to pick between Connell or Jamie. Here you go, Niall. And then later when they're arguing further, she hands um, Connell a wine bottle to open. And that's when Jamie's being like even more of a dick and after a little mini argument kind of thing at the table. But before that, um, like I said, Marianne hands Niall the champagne to open and she brings out these glasses and they're, um, which kind does she bring out? She brings out coops. She brings out coops, not... Flutes. Okay, she brings out... <laughs> Look at you. Um, she brings out coops and not flutes. And apparently to Jamie, this is a travesty. And they can't go on dinner like it. And it's the most horrible thing Marianne could have done that he will not drink out of these glasses. It's just completely ridiculous. Hey, it literally honest. kills me. How old is he? Like 21 years old? And he's like, I yeah, can't. It can't kill me. He's a 21-year-old. that rich that it matters that much. It's I actually started laughing during the scene. Like no, I started laughing. I was like, kills this me. can't be happening. Because the guys my age literally like are like, my beer sword is falling apart. Like I don't have enough tape <laughs> for my beer sword. Like, and that's literally, like, cans yeah. stacked on top of each other, taped with duct tape. So, like, the fact that Jamie is complaining about, like, it being the wrong, like, crystal wine or champagne glasses kills me. Kills me. And then Marianne goes on to say that, oh, these are where my dad's glasses. I wanted to use them. Like, I don't think it really matters. He completely belittles the emotional value and says, doesn't really matter. You should be using the right ones. He literally and says, like, well, I didn't realize it was such an emotional issue for you. I'm terribly mm-hmm. sorry. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, like, he genuinely looks mad at that she said that. I was like, what is happening? But my favorite thing is that Connell, oh my God, you can see Connell's like tension, like building up. He looks like he's just like getting hotter and hotter and hotter in the scene he's like so pissed like he glares over at jamie it's pretty funny i think i actually like screenshotted it because i was like (laughs) that glare is hilarious um and then jamie's uh when jamie doesn't get a reaction out of marin she just kind of lets it go she's not gonna say anything she says if you want to get a different glass go get it um he then turns his upset tension building up within him towards the rest of the table and by that I mean directly to Connell and somewhat towards Niall as well I don't think he was intending to be mean to Niall it just kind of caught, got the, caught crossfire. In the crossfire yeah what was the first thing culture or something so pretty much they're talking about like backpacking and stuff and um Jamie's so obnoxious like oh and he goes, why would you want to spend your summer on trains and in hostels? Like, for those of you who can't see right now, I'm rolling my eyes hardcore. And, um, okay, first of all, this is when Rachel and I were like, we want to be Niall. Like, we want to be Niall. Like, we don't just want Niall as friends or as a friend. We want to be Niall. And he, like, snaps back at Jamie. Or not even snaps back. Just, like, super, like, cool guy. Just, like throwing out the facts the straight facts and he goes i don't know to meet new people a bit of culture save some money and see the world jamie and in this moment like marianne and peggy both like laugh to each other it was cute it was funny because honestly jamie looked like a dick dumbhead. Mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. added kind of fuel to the fire 
might I add to Jamie? Mm-hmm. I don't think like that response at all. No, I don't think Jamie. And then also <laughs> the fact that like the girls were laughing pretty much like at Jamie. Oh, yeah. Is ridiculous. yeah, I'm sure that pissed them off too. Oh, so then um, they're talking about like the art and stuff that Connell and Niall has seen through Europe. And they're referring to, I'm pretty sure, the painting, I'm pretty sure, that Connell was staring at at the beginning of the episode. And mm-hmm. um, they're just like discussing this, all this like work of, they're just discussing this art when Jamie makes like another obnoxious comment about like the art and stuff. And Marianne like literally can no longer handle this tension. She literally just like walks off. She leaves. And um, mm-hmm. I found this like really reminiscent of, of um, I think it was like episode four, I want to say when, um, or maybe it was episode five. I don't remember when Gareth and Jamie were arguing and she had to leave to like stir rice. Do you remember that? Yeah. Because she just well, like didn't right. want to deal with the yeah. tension. And it just like, it she just, really reminded yeah. me of that a lot. I think that's a quality of Marion as well. Like she never, she always ignores conflict. And yeah. And I think just, that's been like her defense yeah. mechanism yeah. for so long, yeah. especially if her Definitely. father was like abusive, just like try and stay mm-hmm. out of it, try and stay out of it, try and stay out of it. And like, we'll see that kind of like obviously bothers Peggy to um, further on in this episode. Um, so pretty much though, <laughs> Connell or Marianne uh, comes back and she comes back with a bottle of red and as we were saying earlier, she passes the bottle to Connell and not Jamie. So at this point, she's gone out of the three guys at the table. She hasn't given the bottle to her boyfriend once to open. So once again, that just shows like how much she kind of like low-key respects him. As we said, like Jamie's just getting more drunk and like more pissed at this point. And just probably feeling like worse and worse about himself because he's just looking like a bigger idiot the more times he opens his mouth. And he then says, well, thank fuck for scholarships. Obviously, like digging at Connell because he's trying to make himself feel better by making Connell feel worse. And Niall steps in and goes, what do you mean? And Jamie says, Connell knows what I mean. What a dick. Like, actually, what a dickhead a mean thing to say and it's like this shows Jamie's ignorance as well mm-hmm. because then also then Marianne is talking about like Venice and how they have to take a train ride down to Venice and mm-hmm. Niall and Connell both say they've never been to Venice and Jamie says shocker like how obnoxious is this kid and Marianne is just like ignoring him and um she's like talking to connell like jamie isn't even there which obviously is pissing off jamie even more and um marianne's telling connell he'd like the guggenheim painting or the sorry the guggenheim museum and jamie's literally just muttering him to himself something about like cliches and different things like that and Jamie's so drunk at this point. Like, someone's pouring him, I think it's Peggy who's pouring him a glass of wine, and he just like snatches the glass while the wine's being poured and it like spills on the table. Like, he's so sloppy at this point. And Kate, 
Jamie starts talking, he becomes like super racist. And he's saying like yeah. why they shouldn't go to Venice. He's like, well, it'll be heaving and not even with Italians, Asians taking photos of everything. We're literally going to sit on a train for two hours to look at art through a million people's camera phones. So it's just like, Jesus Christ, like, what the fuck is this kid's yeah, problem? Hey, I mean, once again, I think he's forgetting that he's 21 years old. Like, he's not a 40-year-old man. Like, he is a 21-year-old. Like, 21-year-olds go places. They don't care about crowds because they're 21. Yeah, I think it just adds to show how horrible a person Jamie is. And I think it's every argument that's happening at the table is supposed to add and show Marianne Jamie sucks so then hopefully by next episode she breaks up with him yeah like he lives a full life of privilege like (laughs) and Connell though Connell gets a little feisty and he says god forbid you might actually encounter an Asian person Jamie and you can tell like Marianne is so uncomfortable by all of this like once again she cannot handle any form of tension between people and so once again she has to excuse herself and she's like I have to get dessert um and she does it like pretty subtly like it's not like you can tell that like she's about to have like a full-on breakdown herself um and as we were saying like Marianne is like completely just trying to ignore what's happening to the point where it's not even like she's ignoring her surroundings, but she's literally acting like it's not happening. Cause when Peggy's like questioning her about it and she's like, it's fucking horrible out there. What the fuck is happening? She's like, what are you talking about? Kind of thing. Just like literally Mm -hmm. pretending it's not happening. Yeah. She's like talking about Jamie. She's like, right. Sorry. It's fine. He's just pissed. And then Peggy, then this is, probably one of Peggy's like most controversial lines of the whole show and the line that gets people like really pissed off and like it's probably the line that's made a lot of people like not like Peggy and Peggy says what did you expect you brought Connell here Jamie's an asshole but he's but he fucking adores you and um yeah I think for someone who calls herself uh Marianne's best friend I feel like that's probably not a very good best friend move and something that just seems kind of like manipulative in some ways and yeah yeah um I was just saying that's once again Peggy like is butting in and stirring the pot almost and it's when she says that it's almost like she's like completely excusing um Jamie's behavior because and almost putting the blame onto Marianne herself, which is not fair at all. No, it's not yeah, a very good. Friend. No, Connell there, but you can't you can't blame Marianne for for Jamie's, Jamie's behavior. behavior. Yeah, it's shocking. It's literally so shocking. And also, the whole time, like Peggy, especially in the book, she claims to be like so feministy and stuff and how she like hates like guys and like how all guys are trash and stuff and then Mm -hmm. but then she like puts this all on Marianne she's like well like guys will act like this so like you should have known blah 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 it's like huh huh oh Marianne comes out 
the dessert is just like strawberries, right? It's just strawberries, yeah, I think. Nice snack. Fresh fruit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Marianne brings out the dessert for everybody with bowls and dishes it out. And then um, Jamie, once again, has a little comment and says, where's the whipped cream? You can't possibly have the dessert without the whipped cream. Are who you stupid, is this Mary? kid? Like, who is this kid? It shocks me. Don't get the whipped cream if you want it. Like, what the heck? It's just, it doesn't make sense. Like, can't, like I get it. He's, he's drunk. He's, like, overexcited almost. He's hyped himself up. But Jamie, seriously? So then they argue about the whipped cream at the table, and then she goes back in to get it. And then Jamie, for the first time, I think, in this episode, kind of sees what he's done. And he's like, he goes, shit. Fuck I sake. have to go. Yeah. He says, fuck and sake, like, and he pushes his chair away. It's like, yeah. He looks more annoyed. Yeah. But he looks more annoyed. annoyed that, like, that he has to deal with it. Not that that's uh, yeah, like, exactly. an issue, but he's like, fuck sake. Like, she's all upset now. Ugh. Yeah, not that he's done something wrong, that she is mad at his behavior. Like, now I have to go deal with this. Like, you should have just brought the whipped cream. Exactly. Um. Yeah, so then they're in there, and we can hear them. We're at the table with the rest of the group, and we can hear them screaming inside, like, yelling at each other. And then all of a sudden, Marion actually, like, screams like he's done something. So then Connell, he gets up. Yeah, you can see it. He's so like, distracted. Like you, the whole time, as soon as Jamie leaves to go into the, the villa, you can see mm-hmm. Jamie is so distracted because Peggy and Niall are having a conversation yeah. and like Connell just looks like checked out. Like he's so focused on like that conversation in the villa. And yeah, mm-hmm. as soon as you were saying, as soon as he hears that scream, he's out. Like he mm-hmm. books it to the villa. Yeah. And then, yeah. So then Jamie and Marianne are arguing and we and find, then, yeah, we find Marianne, like, pleading with um, Jamie to put down the wine glass. And Jamie's, yeah. like, pouring a bottle of red wine into this wine glass. And you know he's like, really drunk because, like, he's, like, oh, yeah. filling this Definitely. glass. Like, it's really dramatic. Like, spilling all over the floor. Like, I'm, I was, like, more upset about the mess than him not listening to her I was I like know. no what just um oh. yeah and then and he's he, staring he's, he's staring while he's doing this like he's pouring mm-hmm. the wine glass and he's talking to Marianne um but he's staring at Connell the whole time so he's like pouring the wine talking to Marianne yeah. and staring at Connell because obviously we oh. know like Connell is mm-hmm. pissing him the fuck off yeah he. I think, yeah, I think he's over-exaggerated the behavior since Connell walked in. Definitely. And so then um, he's like, you want me to put the glass down? And then he drops it. Um, Real quick, is that one of her dad's glasses as well? I feel like I already asked so. Yeah, like, definitely. That's my guess. Yeah, I think it's the glassware set is his. Okay. So he drops the glass, which we can only assume is one of her father's. And then Marianne. This is the first, like, she snaps. I've never seen her like this. And she goes full throttle towards him, guns blazing. The bitch and- lunges for him. I like- know. I was like, oh. Connell intercepts and grabs yes, he does. Thank you, Connell. And that he, like, holds her, and he's trying to talk her down. But the mm-hmm. whole time, like, 
Jamie's like hurling insults at her and being like, you're so fucked. Like you've issues. Mm-hmm. You're seriously deranged, blah, blah, blah. You're mm-hmm. fucking mental. Um, and yeah, Connell's just like holding her. Cause she's like shaking. She's violently shaking. And um, Connell then escorts Marianne out of the room and Jamie's like, what? Where are you going? The fuck? Jamie's like in another world. Like he thinks yeah. he can treat. Yes, I know he's drunk, but he thinks he can treat Marianne like that. And then just be like, why are you leaving me? What the heck? Yeah, you just look so confused. It's like you dumb fuck. That whole scene just shows how toxic their relationship really is. Like not even about like what um, happened behind just like literally how much they argue and stuff like it's and what happened behind closed doors like how we really treated her when no one was there Mm -hmm. so then um marianne walks outside and connell follows her and there's this huge turquoise pool and um the classic like normal people music it's like a very specific song Mm -hmm. um that plays and something that I found like really, really cool and just like shows how impressive uh, the directing of the show is, is instead of us first seeing like Connell approach Marianne, like they don't actually show that on camera. They show the reflection in the pool of Connell approaching Marianne. And I just Mm -hmm. thought that was so cool to do that. Like the show totally deserved all the um, nominations it's gotten. Yeah, so then he he turns her around and he just he looks honestly cuz she's she's like trying to like keep to herself a little bit cuz I think she's just like really shook up. And he turns her around and you can see on his facial expression, I think like he is just as shook up almost as she is because like seeing how Marianne's been treated, I think has like really affected him. Um and uh, Mary Ann asks Connell if she can sleep in his room that night. And she's like, I'll sleep on the floor. And Connell's like, the bed is huge. It's fine. And uh, then moving along, is that, do you have anything else to say? No. Okay. So then moving along to that night when they're getting ready for bed, mm-hmm. um, Mary Ann is looking herself in the mirror and, um, I feel that scene, like, really quite difficult to watch because Mm -hmm. I find, like, a lot of the scenes of her by herself looking in the mirror are very similar to this. It literally looks like she's been through, like, a battlefield. Like, she's seen, like, a war. And it's this very, like, we only get this kind of, we see this kind of rawness from her really when she's by herself, like, looking in the mirror. And it's just, it's really, like, sad and heartbreaking, TBH. And, yeah, there's just, like, so much trauma. Like, there's so, she looks just, like, scared. There's just so much, like, trauma in her eyes. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just really, <laughs> That's all I can say is, um, yeah. And then, so, finally, they're in the room. They're about to go to bed. They're in their underwear. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah. I don't sleep in that. Like, like get some PJs on, girl. The fact that they're, like, sleeping together, too. He has a girlfriend. Like, even I though we know. don't like Helen and we want them to get together. And they've, like, slept together. They've seen each other naked on V. But, like, the fact that they've seen each other naked and they're not together means that you wear, like, more clothes when you're sleeping in the same bed together. Ah! Shocked. Oh. And it, 
it's uncomfortable like sleep in a bra like why that's just an odd decision it's, I don't know if it's, it's gonna hot, be more wear like, like a t-shirt I don't know if it's just because they wanted them like like closer less layers maybe I mean, it sets up um, the next scene like perfectly yeah well but I wish it was more of a scene than that but yeah okay so as I said previously in this episode I found that the show is marked by these moments of communication. And this is another one of those moments. Um, one. Yeah, definitely. Because in this moment, this is the first time that Marianne has really talked about the abuse that she deals with at home and the fact that she really feels like no one loves her kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then she's just like alone in the world. And so it starts off with Marianne. Obviously, they've dealt with a lot of, like, trauma today from everything that's gone on with Jamie. And this is kind of how this conversation starts. So Marianne says, I don't know what's wrong with me. And Connell says, in what way? And Marianne says, I don't know why I can't make people love me. I think there was something wrong with me when I was born. And Connell says this. So at this point, they're both, like, looking up at the ceiling. But now, like, Connell has turned to look at her. And you can kind of see that he's unsure of what exactly he wants to say. And he says, he kind of goes for that basic, like, lots of people loved you. You're loved and cared. He says, lots of people love you, Marianne. Okay, your family, your friends love you. And it's like, oh, could you be anyone? (laughs) Wrong wrong answer. Mm Mm-hmm. And Marianne kind of pauses and she's still looking up at the ceiling and she goes, you don't know my family. And Connell like sits up and he says, I know that you fight with them, but, and Marianne interrupts him and says, last time I was home, my brother said he wished I was dead. And she says this like, so just like without, I mean, obviously like there's emotion like there's like pain behind it, but it said so just like, flat just like drained you know and um very hollow I think and Mm -hmm. Connell leans back and looks like he's just like taken a blow and he says what would he say that for and Marianne I don't know he said no one would miss me because I'm entirely entirely unloved and Connell said and I think that really like digs to the root of like Marianne's kind of insecurity so obviously we can see that's coming from home um and like every issue she deals with is derived from like how she's treated at home Mm -hmm. and so Connell says would you not Connell says would you not tell your mother if he was talking to you like that and Marianne says she was there think she just got up and left and mm-hmm. Connell said what provoked it Marianne said you think I did something to deserve it and Connell said I'm obviously not saying that Marianne said sometimes I think I must deserve it or else I don't know why it would happen mm-hmm. it's just a sad thing and I think it's something that a lot of people can identify with like why why is this happening mm-hmm. to me and never mm-hmm. find a reason. But I think it was so heartbreaking to hear Marianne talk like that. And I was actually really proud of her for communicating for once. And I think it's because, like you said, all the events of the past day, she just can't bottle anything up anymore. And she has to let someone know what she's feeling. And once again, she confides only in Connell. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
And Mm -hmm. I think this show also is definitely like marked by like the experience of someone who's been like abused and like shows kind of like how that affects them and their relationships with others kind of thing too. Um, like going into the future. So as we can see her relationship with Connell, like Connell then says to her, why did you never say any of this to me before the whole time we were together? Why did you never tell tell me any of this? And Marion says, I don't know. I suppose I didn't want you to think I was damaged or something. I was probably afraid you wouldn't want me anymore. Um, and at this point, Marianne finally looks over because the whole time she's been looking at the ceiling, even though Mary- Connell's like turned over to look at her, she's just been looking upwards. And um, she finally looks over at Connell. And I think it's because she's trying to like read his reaction to what she's saying. And uh, he looks like he's trying not to cry. It's really sad. And then Connell, there's like a pause. There's just kind of, they're staring at each other for a bit. And Connell says, Jesus Christ, come here. And they're cuddling and you're like, oh, <laughs> and then the, then things get a little seamy and the camera pans to him rubbing his finger on her back. And then they brush noses and then he kisses her forehead <laughs> Okay, this is really funny. Okay, I've been watching Twilight a lot with my best friend. And um oh my gosh, I love Twilight. <laughs> and so this is what I wrote. I wrote literally like a vampire with blood. Once he has a little bit of Marianne, he needs all of her. And <laughs> writing some fan fiction right now. <laughs> yeah. But it's literally like once he like hugs her and like you know, they get a little bit close. Like he just like reverts into that. Like, more. Exactly. Cause he just loves her so much. They're intimate moments. Um, and yeah, so they make out. <laughs> and then, um, then he goes and he grabs her boob and Marianne that tells him to stop because like they shouldn't. Which I found very surprising that she was the one to say, like, stop it because mm-hmm. she's the one with a boyfriend that I can only assume won't be dating for much longer. And he's the one with a more, I feel like, a more serious, committed relationship. So yeah. it was like, Mary Ann, what are you doing? I know it was definitely like, interesting of her, her own. Her yeah, I don't think to come in she there. She respects Connell a lot and knows that he doesn't, she doesn't want him to regret anything i think that's exactly what it is i don't think it's for helen's sake (laughs) oh but then connell says i'm really sorry and i think he's apologizing more because yes he like well he kind of initiated all of this and in a way too that could kind of be taken as the fact that he kind of like, in a way, maybe, like, took advantage of her being so vulnerable, you know? Like, there was an opportunity for for all that to happen. But Marianne, like, kind of has to, like, she assures him that, like, everything is fine. And she, like, grabs his hand and stuff. But then it just seems, like, really, like, uncomfortable. Like, that scene ends really uncomfortably because, like, they yeah. both, like, are looking like they know they've crossed the line that they shouldn't have. And once again their friendship is now kind of in this weird place because they have reached this like intimate 
stage. And I think this kind of shows maybe how much Connell doesn't really care for Helen. I mean, I think he can definitely act selfish sometimes and only think about what he wants and what's good for him and his image. But um, I think it kind of shows almost a level of disrespect he has for Helen because that's kind of not respectful at all. So I'm hoping that that leads into next episode some cracks into their relationship hopefully not Who that knows? i haven't seen anything of helen you know what i mean i don't really know her so i can't say like that's true get the bitch up but you know what i mean like i feel like this is going to put some doubts in his head for sure the, and hopefully yeah marianne will be completely done with jamie in the next episode as well no freaking kidding so moving along kind of towards the end of the episode uh Connell and Marianne and Peggy and Niall are all on a train and they're going to Venice and they both look so sad kind of both Connell and Marianne and Connell's like reading a book but he gets distracted from his book and it you can kind of tell he's thinking about Marianne what happened the night before because he like Mm -hmm. looks at Marianne kind of thing and um this song starts playing and I'm like, Jesus, Louise, like this song hits every like emotion in this yeah. scene. So no, perfect. No kidding. Like no words are needed because of this song, like describes all their emotions. It's called Love Will Tear Us Apart by Nirina Pal- Palo. I don't know how to pronounce her name. Um, but yeah, the lyrics just really hit all those character emotions, characters, emotions. And then, yeah. So the final scene is the two of them. They're in Venice and they're standing in front of the painting. I'm pretty sure that Marianne was telling him about in a previous scene and, uh, Marianne looks over at Connell, Connell staring at the painting. And that is the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was definitely yeah. a bit of a gut, gut-wrenching episode. I'm not going to lie. Definitely. High emotions. I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. I was like, Mitch. So. Definitely a beautiful episode, though. Like, scenery and, like, emotion-wise. I would say it's yeah. probably one of the best yeah. crafted um, episodes. Yes, definitely. I totally agree. Well, everybody... Thank you for stopping in once again on the Normal People podcast. It was great having you here. Yes, I had so much fun talking about another episode of Normal People. My favorite thing to do. I talk about it every day. So um, I'm glad I recorded some of it. Thank you, everybody. Um, Please follow us on Instagram at the Normal People pod. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. As I said, only nice reviews, please, because we are insecure as well. Okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye.